Good morning, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Digital Nomad Skills and How to Become a Digital Nomad. I am your host, Rahim Hamada, again. And today I have a special guest, a good friend of mine, uh, Chris. Uh, so before we start, I would like to welcome you, Chris, uh, and thank you for taking the time as well to come and spend uh, a bit of time and experience with us. And, Absolutely. Uh, good to be here. Yeah. So before we start, just like... Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what do you do, what's what's your story, Chris? Yeah, absolutely, man. So how far back do we want to go? I, I mean, go all as the way far back as to, you uh... want to go. <laughs> Just go all the way. Doesn't matter. So, well, keeping with the theme of, of the digital nomad life, my, my dad was a Navy pilot. So I grew up moving all over. And I that kind of like set the stage for my life as an adult, a young adult and an adult now, because I got used to that nomadic way of life, you know, and I, I, I came to kind of crave it. I remember every couple of years when I was a kid, it was like, okay, time to move, you know, let's pick up and go. Even when I was, I was living in Hawaii and I remember we were, we were moving to Texas and I was just so excited just to go, not realizing that I was going from Hawaii to the middle of Texas, which was <laughs> not such a good move. But point is that that was that was how I I was brought up and that followed me through my life. And that came to be an important element of like who I am. You know, I wanted to I wanted to keep moving. I wanted to keep experiencing things. So as far as like a professional, my professional story, I, I started out studying science in, in college. And then I realized that wasn't that was did not fit my temperament at all. Like I was not a science person. I still had an interest in it, but that led me into to scuba diving and then scuba diving got me into filmmaking. So when I was in my, I think it was like early 20s, I was a dive master and my girlfriend at the time had a roommate and the roommate was auditioning for this film and she knew that I had a, a little bit of an interest in, in video and photography and she asked me to do her audition tape. So I was like, yeah, sure, you know, I'll, I'll cut together this couple minute audition tape, you know, just showing her, showing the local scene in Monterey. This was in Monterey, California, and the, the film was like this part documentary, part fictional film, kind of this experimental thing where they were looking for a, a female character who was a scientist. But anyway, so she needed an audition tape and she asked me to shoot it and edit it for her. So I did it, not really thinking much of it. And she ended up getting the part for the film and the producers at this production company, they said, Oh, we really like this video. Whoever did this, we want to talk to him and want to see if he's interested in doing some videos for us. Nice. So, and this was like, yeah, it was so awesome. And then they, uh, I went and talked to him and they, they gave me a job and that was my first full-time job in the, the film and television industry. And yeah. So anyway, that's kind of the, the beginning of the story, so to speak. Okay. Um, and what, yeah. what made you move from, from that? Or, or is that what you're doing right now? Well, so kind of, kind of. I'm, I'm doing, I'm hosting a podcast actually that's all about earth conscious, sustainable living. And yes. that's, that's I pretty well. Your, I heard your podcast. It's really, really nice actually. I heard a couple of, uh, of episodes there. Very, very interesting. How about I told you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for listening. I appreciate your support. Yeah, it's, it's great to have our group of friends supporting the show. Um, but it's good to be on here, like doing something a little bit different. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do that. And it's, it's about 
generally speaking, it's about earth conscious, sustainable living. And so that's, that's kind of in the vein of, of what I started out doing in my career, but a little bit different as far as the format. This is my first time doing podcasts. Most of my work was documentary film, television. But yeah, it's, uh, but living this kind of life, you know, the, the digital nomad life, the freelancer life, it does require you to have a pretty diverse skill set and it requires you to, to look at different options. So I've actually, since I've, because I've really started to do the freelance thing or the digital nomad thing over the past year and a half. And it's really, it's been, it's been challenging, but it's been cool because it's, it's forced me to take a look at other things. I actually started doing voiceover work. I don't know if I told you this, Raheem. Did I tell you this? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> Which but... I want to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> people, people like to make fun of me for it because it's funny and I never ever thought I would do voiceover work, but hey, it, it came up and you know I needed a little extra money and had the flexibility, so I did it. Um, Are you still doing anyway, it? I don't, I mean, I'm open to doing it. I haven't, I, I did a couple different projects with this one client. Uh, the last one I did was a few weeks ago. So yeah, we'll see. It pays pretty well. So yeah, okay. we'll hopefully well, you, some you, more. You said that it was actually challenging to become an, a digital nomad. What are the challenges? What, why is it challenging for you? I think the the first challenge is, is more like philosophical and, and spiritual almost. You know, like the first challenge is really believing that you can break free of whatever system you exist in, you know, and in my case, the, the American kind of capitalist system, but that's probably the case for a lot of people, you know, any Western developed country, any system, know, any, like, any, I think anybody and all of us are, mm -hmm. have their system and every single person in this planet have a system or, or the background is coming from a system. So, and I think you're mm -hmm. very right, like to get out of, to break free out of it or to, to believe that you can break free out of it is actually like one of the most important things to, to do, I think. So I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that was for me, that was the major obstacle. And then it's just figuring out, it's kind of reorienting yourself and re-examining your purpose. Because when you're in that system, like we were saying, you, you can kind of define your own purpose, but it's in some ways it's given to you, you know, that, the society that you exist in, the community, your family, your friends, your colleagues, they kind of say, this is what you're good at. This is the role that we have open in the society. And this is what you do. And a lot of people just kind of accept that rather than saying, is this really what I want to do? Is this really what I want out of life? And that's, that's a huge obstacle. I mean, that's a, that's a major challenge as, as free thinking as I like to think I am. Even for me, it was it was difficult to leave the comfort and stability of a regular nine to five and say, OK, like this isn't really fulfilling me. This isn't really what I want to do. And but then it's all on you and you got to and you really have to own that, you know, the good and the bad. So that's I think that's the, the, the first challenge, as you know, um, and, and then how, it's I wanted to ask you, how did you how did you overcome that challenge? It's a good question. I think that a lot of it was was circumstance, actually. I think the the pandemic. Uh, I was living in Los Angeles, and it was you know the middle of the pandemic. I was I was stuck in a small apartment, and that really, in some ways, helped facilitate the change, and it it pushed me, 
And so it was, I don't want to give myself too much credit because I really feel like I was just in a position where I just had to get out. And I just had to say, you know what, it's, it's time. There's nothing for me here. I'm, I'm stuck. I feel cornered. I feel like I'm in, I literally felt like I was in a prison, you know, as a, a lot of people around the world for the past couple of years have felt. So, but it was also a matter of just reminding myself that it was going to be okay, that at the end of the day, I could still, you know, I still had my family, I still had my friends, and they were supportive of it. I was really lucky because even though my dad was a military pilot and a naval officer, like, he's a total hippie. You know, he's like, he always, when I was growing up, he always told me, like, think for yourself, don't, don't ever join the military, you take your own path, you know, mm. which maybe not the best thing to say to a 14-year-old. But regardless, that, like, that instilled in me a, a, a pretty good amount of confidence that I could do, I could do things on my own. But then it was just a matter of, like, figuring out the practical stuff, too. It's like, okay, well, if you want to, if you want to live this kind of life, you don't want to live in America, you want to go and you want to have the freedom to, to travel and, and work remotely. What are the practical things that I need to do to make that happen? You know, you've got to have your, your technology, your computer, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a good Wi-Fi connection, but you gotta have a network too. And that, and I think that was, in, well. in a set, of course, yeah, and a set of skills. And I think that actually, the set of skills, I probably could have been a little, I, I could have prepared myself a little bit more. I, I went into this lifestyle with a very kind of like Hollywood specific skill set, not, and, and thinking, oh, you know, producer, project manager skill set, that'll be, that'll be useful most places. I was kind of wrong about that. You know, I, I got, I got here and I realized, oh, okay, this is, this isn't Hollywood. This isn't LA. This people don't really need a, a producer in that sense. So yeah, this the skill set absolutely super important. If I if I were to go back, that's what I would have. I would have prepared myself a little bit better with my skill set, and I would have diversified. I probably would have would have explored alternatives as far as the skill set and, and as far as opportunities. I would have explored that a little bit better before I left. But I, I hope, did I answer your question? I yeah, yeah you did answer my question. Okay, cool. Okay, and when did you become a digital nomad, do you think? Like during the pandemic, right? Yeah, so it was probably about a, almost a year and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, like coming back to your question, like I think that one of the things that, or uh, answering the question that I was asking about, like the thing that the, the mental blockage and stuff like that, what I do is like I kind of try to keep a very uh, a very detailed schedule kind of or a very structured uh, routine let's say so I wake up in the morning I do my meditation I do my exercises and then I continue with my day and I also have a very uh, structured or organized calendar so for me that's these are the things that can actually like help me go through the days and stuff like that do you have something like that as well or or no yeah man as you're saying that I <laughs> I need to hang out with you more and like work out with you because I could definitely benefit from that. That's I, I I don't as much as I should, but I've I've recognized the importance of that, and yeah, I'm I'm kind of like halfway with it. <clears throat> I think part of what I need right now is is because I'm trying to build this little audio network, you know, podcast network, little sustainable media network. And part of what I need is that skill set 
because even though I, you know, was a project manager and producer, for some reason, when it comes to me holding myself responsible, that's where I, I, I lack that a little bit. But it's you're right; it's it's absolutely essential, and it's the one thing that I've identified. It's like I need to hold myself to the schedule because nobody else is. You know, it's it, it's yeah. It's here we me. are our own bosses, and we have to yeah. Basically, if you don't, if you let it go, or we're just like the days are becoming will become loose, and we will not kind of achieve yeah. the stuff that we do. We have to do it into small steps. Okay, yeah, so let's exactly. let's speak a little bit about your podcast or podcasting in general. So this is something that you sure. do, and I think it's a very interesting thing for for people to do. Do you think it's it's a good business for somebody to start like a podcast? Well, n- no, yes and no. So I think that yeah, <laughs> I think that podcasts are becoming almost like another type of social media platform or social or or another kind of uh, content, obviously a content distribution outlet, but they're even in some ways more important than say uh, like a Instagram, for Hmm. example, so important or Facebook even Uh, more important in the sense that it allows for a deeper dive into whatever it is that you do, you know, so it's the way that I look at it. It's like, you can, you, you can, you can start a podcast and you can try to monetize that podcast just based off of, of what it is. You know, it's like people, you build an audience, you, you get a certain number of people and you make a certain num- uh, amount of money. Or you can use it as a pure business development or, or branding or just part of your, of your media presence. You know what I mean? So, like, so that's what I mean. It's, it's difficult to monetize a podcast. So it can be difficult to monetize a podcast if that's your only goal. But if your goal is just to show people what you're about and give people a, a more comprehensive, a deeper look, and that's where things like Facebook and Instagram kind of fail, is that it gives you a very cursory, very superficial look at what somebody or some organization is about. But when you get into a, a half hour or hour long conversation in a podcast form, that really that shows you what somebody's about. So I think in that sense, it is it's a really great thing for for people uh, across different industries. But it is tough to monetize. Like if you're going into it just thinking, oh, I'm going to start a podcast, I'm going to build an audience, I'm going to make money off of off of it. That's a it's a diff- difficult path. Um, but I think it's worthwhile, and it's just it's very it's kind of liberating once you once you let go of this idea that like oh I need to. I need to put on this performance, right? Like there's this whole social media performance that we all do. Like we present the best parts of our lives on Instagram or Facebook. And with podcasts, I don't know, I just feel like it's, it's such a beautiful format because it allows you to explore the nuance and things. And And it's very genuine. It's, yeah, it's genuine. Exactly. Like we're just two friends here having a conversation, you know, and I just, I love that because I love talking to you anyway. It's like why not record these things and share them with me? Yeah, I think I think I I completely agree. That's that's also one the reason why we are doing the podcast here. It's not like uh, there is no monetizing in it. It's just like to share people's experience and to inspire and to show kind of the real the real thing and also to to kind of use that as a platform to show people the the other stuff that uh, we're doing. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so you're so you are not monetizing from the podcast, and you just you are using it because I think that you have also ideas and you have a genuine uh, perspective to life, and you want to share that. So you you're doing like three things in your podcast. You talk about green, uh, greener us, and uh, you have like some philosophical talks with a friend, and then you have also like uh, something about music, right, and something else, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's one podcast feed. It's called Greener Us. But there, like you said, there are three different shows on there. And one of them is weekly environmental news and commentary. I say weekly, but I've been slacking, so it's not <laughs> weekly. And then there's the one, and that one's called The Weekly Blend. And then there's What's What with with Rushi, with our, our friend Rushi. And we dig in. Rushi's so awesome and so lucky to have her on the show. Uh, we dig into the counterculture philosophy and literature from the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Aldous Huxley, Krishnamurti, Timothy Leary, uh, Ram Dass. We're doing an episode on Ram Dass. And then the third one is a, yeah, it's a music show. So it's kind of like an old school radio DJ where I play music and talk shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't listened but you to that me, one. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's but I fun. I would advise you, everybody like who's listening to the show here to I will include the link at the end the in the, in the description and if you I would recommend everybody to just go and have a look at this uh, show it's super super interesting and I I actually listened to one of the shows because I was interested to see what you guys are doing and then since then I've been listening to them actually every other week like whenever you one of them is out especially the one that you're doing with Rusha I really like it so awesome yeah so well, thank you for listening. No, pleasure. So what are the advantages of being a digital nomad in your opinion? Ooh. Again, I'm going to come back to the kind of philosophical, spiritual elements. I tend to do this. I hope that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> okay. We'll start with that and then I'll get into the practical stuff. I mean, really just, just feeling truly autonomous. And again, like I was saying earlier, that's you, you take the good and the bad with that. But that's that's a beautiful feeling to feel like I am I am my own boss. I can I can choose my path. I mean, obviously, you know, there are limitations, but you can choose your path. And it, it's just it's great to think that you're not weighed down by things and by a place. For me, when I was I've always been a bit of a, a minimalist. And I've always felt very weighed down by things. And it seemed like whenever I stayed in a place for too long, I started to accumulate physical things, you know, whether it's clothes or furniture or just, you know, random stuff that we bring into our lives. And feeling like doing the digital nomad thing and feeling like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm free to kind of go wherever I want. That, that it's just a great feeling. You know, it's a great feeling to not feel so bogged down by things. And then there's, there's a flip side to that, which is uh, you, you don't feel so committed to a place and to, to a community, which is on one hand, you could say, oh, well, you, you get to go and experience, you know, I'm a, I'm a citizen of the world, right? Not me specifically, but digital nomads that, that maybe travel a little bit more than I do. And you go and you get to experience all of these different cultures and you get to really be part of the whole world, but you don't really have a specific place. So again, pros and cons. 
Um, and yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's fun. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like work when you're, when you're stuck in that daily nine to five grind in a place like Los Angeles or New York or, you know, any number of cities or, or towns throughout the world that, that starts to kind of, you know, suck the, the humanity out of you, you know, it breaks you down and you just, you don't have that when you're, when you're traveling and you're doing your own thing. So yeah, you have much more appreciation for life because every day for you is a, is a new day. I mean, every day you get to, to choose what you do. You don't have like this repetitiveness of, uh, you don't even have the time when you are in the system, you don't even have the time to think you wake up, mm -hmm. you are going to work. And then after work, you have to go home and basically you kind of, you you don't have any energy left. And then you go, you watch the TV and that's it. And then you wake up and tomorrow you don't repeat and that's it. You don't have the time to think of who you are, what you're doing, if you're doing the right thing, are you enjoying what you're doing? Or if you're not enjoying, if this is what you want, like, we people exactly yep here we, we well get said. to have that which is amazing but with it comes a little bit of a of a free time for the for the mind to wander around and to think of things that sometimes put you down so mm -hmm. but yeah I mean, yeah take pros and cons that though yeah it does so do you have any tips for anybody who wants to become a digital nomad yeah, I think I'm going to go back to what I was saying before about like, make sure that you've got your network in place. Make sure you got your network in place. Make sure that you've explored the different possibilities. <clears throat> Sorry. Make sure that you've explored the different possibilities as far as uh, skill set, you know, and, and things that you think you could be good at that maybe you haven't done a lot of, you know, start exploring those things and specifically look at at jobs that don't require you to be in a, a specific place, you know, really start, start to focus your energy there before you make the decision, you know, kind of do the prep work mm. and, and make sure that you've, you've, you've given yourself a little bit of a, of a runway. So you can, you can make that transition relatively easy. I wouldn't recommend just picking up one day and just saying, all right, I'm doing it, you know, mm. without any preparation. So yeah, make those preparations. Make sure you explore uh, different things you can add to your skill set. And if you have an interest in something, and you you think, oh, I could never do that, right? You probably think that because, like I was saying earlier, you've you've been fit into this puzzle that we call society. So if you have this desire to do something, say it's graphic design or it's video editing or it's copywriting, and you think, oh, I could never do that, let go of that that thought and just explore it. I'm not saying it's going to work out. I'm just saying there are plenty of resources. You can go learn about that and allow yourself to do the things that you want to do. And that, I think that'll open up doors for you. Exactly. And if you never try, you'll never know. Yeah, exa exactly. And what's, what's the big deal, you know, go and play around with some video editing. Yeah. You, know, you might acquire design. a new skill. You might have some fun and you might discover that this is not your own thing. And that's in itself is a, is a good thing just to take it off the list and not think about it again. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. During the time that you've been a digital nomad and you've traveled, and did you have any epiphanies, anything that like just came to you and you was like, wow, this is something that like really changed my life or anything? Yeah, I think the, the big one is realizing just how made up a lot of what we do is. <laughs> you know, these things that we believe are just so 
what uh, what kind of things solid. are you talking about like the, the the things in the system or the things that we're doing here now that we became digital nomads uh, i mean all of it but specifically the things uh in the system you know thinking that this is just how it is right this is this is the world that we live in there's no change in it this is it's like a a, the law of gravity, you know, mm. that's, that's what it, it felt. That's what it feels like. I think when you're in it and then you realize, Oh, this was just made up by people, you know, people just enough people made this up over a, a long enough period of time where it just became, um, almost immutable, you know, unchangeable and, and concrete, but it's really not, you know, it's not, so I, I would say that that was a big one. And that's not that's one I've had many times in my life, but I think especially now and realizing that that you do have a certain control over your life. And that that was I don't know if it was more uh, an epiphany, so to speak, but it was reinforced. I'm trying to think if I had any other epiphanies. Well, I think another one was realizing how many like minded people and how many supportive people you will meet along the way that I think that was pretty pretty surprising to me. I wouldn't call it a, an epiphany, uh, an epiphany necessarily, but it was, it was an, a nice surprise. You, you, know, you thought and, that uh, you would be by yourself. You'd be. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of thought that like, I, I kind of thought that, Oh, well, you know, everybody will kind of keep to themselves. You know, if people are doing this. It's, it's kind of individualistic, but what you find is that there is, yeah, there, there may be a little bit of competition between, uh, freelancers or digital nomads that are doing the same thing, but there's actually a very strong community and people want to support each other. And really what we're doing by doing this is we are creating a new new business organizations, you know, and I don't mean um, corporations. I just mean the way that we, we organize ourselves to, to work on collaborative endeavors for the sake of business that freelancers and digital nomads were, were saying, okay, we're, we're not doing things like that. So it's up to us as this community of people to, to figure out how we do these things. And we need each other, you know, as, as a producer for, for podcasts or film and television, I need cinematographers, I need editors, I need assistant directors, you know, I need all these different people. And that's, again, maybe not an epiphany, but that was, it was nice to, to know that there's that support there. And the people kind of have your back and it's not as individualistic as it may seem. And when you decided to make the move, did you have resistance from your family, society, friends or no? Well, yeah, I was, I, I was in a relationship at the time and that was, there was, yeah, there was resistance there for sure. The relationship did, did not last uh, past that. So that was, but my family, I think that, you know, they know how I am and they know, it's like, well, you brought me up like this. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you mentioned your years, father so. was telling you that from the yeah. beginning, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think my mom was a little bit sad because, of you course. know, you, you move, you know, across the world. She's like, oh, but you know, they're cool with it. You know, they know. I'm sure that, that they are happy to know that you're happier and they're happy to yeah. know that you're doing something that you truly believe in. And that you're trying uh, to change the world in your own way, so which is quite admirable, I have to say. Yeah, man. We'll we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll see. Change. It's it's work in progress, but that's that's the thing about being here. It's like we we decided to defy what the world has been telling us that this is the only way, 
And the only way I think we're going to find out is at the end of the line. We're just going to keep rolling with it. And then at the end, we will see if we, we will know who was right and who was wrong. But definitely, I think we will have a better story to say. Totally. I'm, I'm into that, man. I completely agree. Yeah. So now speaking about digital nomads and apps and stuff like that, do you have any applications, websites, programs that you are using on your day-to-day that you think is interesting for people? Yeah. So well, from a the finance perspective, so when just a little story here, when I first got here, I had a bank, I'm not going to name them, but they do suck. <laughs> they can, they completely cut off access to the app and the website because of where we are in the world. They would still let me get money out of the ATM, but they completely cut off access. So I couldn't even, I still, still to this day, I still kept this, this primary checking account. Still to this day, I can't even see what's going on in my bank account. So because of that, I switched. One of our, our mutual friends actually recommended Revolut. Mm-hmm. So Revolut, I don't, I don't think you would call them a bank. Would you call them a bank? Or it's like a... Uh, yeah, it's like a, a cloud system. For, it's a monetary system, something like WISE and stuff like that. Yeah, but I know Revolut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was actually really helpful. Mm-hmm. They were able to ship a card to me here in, in this random place that we're at. Um, and I'm able to use it. I'm able to see it. I'm able to see my, my bank statements nice. with my other banks. So yeah, Revolut. I also, uh, based off of your recommendation, I've been getting on to, uh, to Upwork. I've been putting a lot of, a lot of effort into Upwork as, as far as finding freelance work and really utilizing, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan. I don't know if I would call myself a fan. I'm a big user of LinkedIn. A lot of my jobs over the past like five or six years, I've gotten through LinkedIn so yeah, just utilizing LinkedIn, but, but again, it comes back to like whatever tools you decide to use specifically for uh, looking for work, you, you get out of it, what you put into it, you know? So whatever, what I would recommend to people as far as, um, freelance platforms, you know, there's a couple different ones you recommended to me, Raheem. So there's Upwork. I've, I've mostly been putting my energy into Upwork, but then there's also freelancer and then guru. I haven't experimented too much with guru, but I'm, I'm liking Upwork. And yeah, I think that my advice would be whatever it is, just put, put the energy and effort into developing, um, you know, work opportunities or work uh, possibilities through that. Cause it's not just going to happen. You know, you got to get in there and, and put in the energy and, and reach out to people I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. I'm just going to jump in and, and mention also, yeah, uh, yeah, go for it. Go transfer for it. wise or wise now ah, yes. they call themselves because mm-hmm. because actually revolut as cool and as as good as it is it's just like it's not for everybody it's just like uh, if you are in a third world country uh, they're not going to give you a card and you have mm-hmm. lots of restrictions uh, wise is different they don't give you a card but like they you can use it easily i think uh, for people in the third world country it would be more convenient to use wise than revolut because i can't even use revolut i tried as an egyptian it was not possible and, oh really? Uh, oh. Yeah, and uh, and also Fiverr is a good one that I use as well. Yes, and, Fiverr. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this one helps a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, these could uh, could give some people some starting tips or starting things to to give it a shot with, and then see what where it will lead them. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. definitely. Do you have anything if... else you want to add, or anything else you wanna talk about before we? Close the show. Hmm. I 
don't know. What do I want to say? I want to say, if you're into podcasts, check out Anchor. Just going off of your last statement or your last question about different tools. If you want an easy-to-use platform for podcast production and distribution, use Anchor. Um, maybe not the best way to leave the show, though. I want to <laughs> leave people with something good and juicy. I don't know. I, I think I would come back to just really, I don't want to sound too trite, but believe in yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of whether or not you're doing the digital nomad thing, the remote working thing, or you're, you're doing a regular nine to five, wherever you're at, you got to believe in yourself because nobody else really is, you know, it's like that you're going to have to be your own cheerleader. You're going to have to champion your own, your own stuff for a long time. You know, sometimes for some people that your entire life, you know, and that's and that's OK. But this is a big thing that I've learned. It's like you don't need to have that affirmation from people. You know, it's nice. It's nice to have your your friends and your family support you. But don't don't go out and like have that be the, the your metric for success. You know, like just believe in, in what you're doing. Have your good friends and family around you to support you. But just have that confidence to go and, and get what you need out of the out of world out of the world. Yeah, it's your life, so you might as well make the most out of it. And if you're not going to make the most out of it, nobody is going to make you make the most. Out yeah, of it, sure. So it's, yeah, it's exactly, all on you, man. So it's on you. Have, you. If you have a passion, if you have uh, something that you believe in, just go for it and see. Do it. At the end of the day, you That's will. It, man. You will never regret the decision of try, even if you fail. That's what I say. Absolutely, I completely agree. All right. Well, Chris, thank you very much for uh, for being part of the show and for uh, giving us part of your experience and your energy and uh, and the things you've been through and your stories as well. And uh, I think we're gonna do like another show with you later on in the in the next season probably. And we see cool. where did you go with your uh, with your podcast and your uh, voiceover uh, skills and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, man, I'd love cool. to. All right. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Always you enjoy. Too conversations with you Raheem so thanks for having me on thank you very much and thank you guys for tuning in and listening I was your host Raheem Hamada and this was Digital Nomad Skills and how to become a digital nomad and I'll see you guys on another episode thank you very much and have a great day